Shachtan, an Indo Askelige. Time in Mon Irok the Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestian Echo. Vien Talam again Omgrev, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. The walls are crumbling down around them and some families have already demolished their own homes. There's people from every part of Donegal and parts of Mayo and different parts of Ireland. This is some people standing up for what is right. And we have to rectify this wrong. In June, over 10,000 protesters affected by MICA marched in Dublin calling on the government to provide a 100% redress scheme to property owners who have had their homes damaged or destroyed by these defective concrete blocks. We need 100%. We couldn't afford to rebuild our houses the way things are at the moment. I mean, there's no way we could, we'd be paying more again than we paid for it in the beginning, along with the grants to rebuild our houses in some cases. In Donegal and Mayo alone, it is estimated that 5,700 homes are affected by these faulty concrete blocks. Donna Price's family home is now lying in ruins because of mica. Absolutely soul-destroying. I've cried out for months, but now I'm just... I just want to move forward and try and get this disgusting mess sorted. Stress, mental health issues and family breakups have been among the devastating fallout of the mica crisis that has struck family homes all across Ireland. We speak to Anne Owens, one of the founding members of the Mica Action Group, about the impact it has had on her life. The blocks which hold your home in place, your sanctuary, you know, the place you feel safe. Um, you know, and this makes me very emotional, but there is no traceability system for blocks in this country. I'm Denise Callanan, and you're listening to Independent.ie's current affairs podcast, In Focus. This week, the MICA housing crisis. Joining me now is the Sunday Independent's Rodney Edwards, who has been covering the MICA scandal and has been in touch with quite a number of families affected. Rodney, what exactly is MICA? And what sort of damage can it cause to somebody's home? Well, mica is a type of mineral found in the ground and in rocks excavated in quarries, which, of course, then ends up in building blocks. And mica attracts moisture. Uh, So some external walls have been taken in that moisture like a sponge. And as a result, the strength of the blocks are impacted and they eventually crumble. And that has led to defects in those building blocks used in thousands of homes and public buildings in the Northwest and other counties, many of which are now cracking and crumbling. And is it common enough in a standard concrete block to find small traces of mica? Well, yes, uh, but it's I suppose it's the impact of that that is causing the most concern. So experts say the presence of just 1% of mica can cause a reduction of the concrete strength by a 
approximately 5%. And that's why we're seeing so much uh, damage uh, and so many buildings, uh, both public and private properties, uh, impacted by this. I guess everyone remembers the pyrite scandal and the damage that it did to homes in the Leinster area of the country. Would Micah be similar to that, Rodney? Would it be along the same lines? Well, they are similar insofar as they have caused defects. Uh, But I suppose the main difference that the homeowners in uh, Donegal and other counties right now are latching on to is that a a pirate-affected property can be repaired, uh, essentially. Uh, but a mica affected property has to be demolished and that's the sort of the main difference and that's why it's causing so much uh, upset in those counties because you have these homeowners now who uh, have no other choice but to knock down their homes and start again. And you've been speaking to a lot of these families in the northwest of the country. Can you tell us a little bit about Donna Price? She's from Inish Owen and you've spoken to her quite a lot about the impact that Micah's had on her family home. Yeah, well, the Price family have uh, had a beautiful five bedroom home in, in Inish Owen, which is a very scenic, uh, very rural part of, of Donegal. It's just in a, in a lovely setting. And I visited the home uh, last week when it was being demolished. And it's been demolished because it is had been completely riddled with mica over a number of years. And Don and the family had no choice, they said, but to demolish their home and, and start again. And for that family and for the thousands of others in the Northwest and, and, and other areas of, of the country, that is the defining image. You know, seeing that home be, being demolished, uh, being completely turned to dust, is the defining image of MICA and what many now face if they're to rebuild their homes and their lives because of this, uh, which has been described as, as, as a national scandal. Let's hear how you got on when you visited Donna's home last week, Rodney. Our house basically just been demolished at the minute with um, diggers. The roof is off, half of it off. Um, it once was our lovely family home and now it's going down because of the MICA situation. Let's have a little walk down then. So so the roof is, is currently being taken off and the yeah. windows and doors have all been ripped away. And we're looking at, uh, I suppose, uh, a house that's very much uh, in the middle of being dis- demolished. It's going to go, and it will be by tomorrow. The whole um, blocks and everything will be gone tomorrow. It'll be completely just a site, basically. And we walk down to the next room then, Donna, what was inside here? That was the wee back toilet and our hot press. And then this here was where the oil tank was, the oil burner. Yeah. And then that was our bathroom. It's your bathroom. The main, the, the family bathroom, yeah. You can see the tiles uh, still on the wall. Yeah. Um, and we can see, uh, I suppose, smashed up slates on the ground and electrical wires and, and pieces of timber. What about oh, the room nice. here? That was my son's bedroom. He's nine. Um, you can still see all the wee football stickers and everything on the wall. Oh yes, if I look in now, I can see that. So, yeah. so this this room actually hasn't been touched yet during no, the, de- it looks the demolition. Pretty, yeah, no, it's, it'll be it'll be gone by tomorrow. We'd say, yeah. How does that make you feel when you look in and oh, this your wee boy's room? That's absolutely soul destroying. I've cried out for months, but now I'm just I just want to move forward and try and get this disgusting mess sorted. 
Rodney, what has the Housing Minister, Dara O'Brien, had to say on the whole controversy? And can you tell us a little bit about the redress scheme? Yeah, Minister O'Brien is, is holding regular meetings with homeowners in Donegal, Mayo and, and other counties where they're all desperately trying to come to a deal over the redress scheme. And at the moment, the scheme offers affected homeowners 90% of the cost of repairs. However, action groups are calling for that to be increased to 100%. They say they simply cannot afford that 10%. And for some families, that's a huge amount of money that they're expecting uh, to try to find somewhere where they have to pay for various, various costs uh, along the entire process. And it's a very slow process. You know, you heard from uh, Donna Price uh, just a moment ago, and she had spent, along with her family, uh, over a year and a half of, of, of going through this, this very laborious process and having to spend actually 10000 pounds off their own money uh, in order to meet the threshold. Um, So that's a very uh, long process for those families. Now, the minister has said that the state will seek tens of millions from building firms, insurance companies and financial institutions that he believes have simply walked away from homeowners. And that is in a bid to claw back some of the 1.5 billion euro that it's going to cost to fix or replace thousands of homes hit by the scandal. Uh, the minister has corresponded with the group. He has spoken to them. He is anxious to get this up and running uh, as quickly as quickly as possible. Also, consult with the Mike Action Group uh, in, in, in terms of, of, of their I- issues and so on. And I would make the point Are you uh, that it was, entered, it was entered in good faith. Your own deputy welcomed it at the time, Are you as did everybody else. 100% and the government redress? is absolutely committed to doing the right thing and will provide and is going to provide exceptional redress. resources to make sure that we can make these houses livable again. So, Rodney, what are we talking about? Like an individual family for them to they've already spent some of their own money trying to repair a lot of the time at the stage where they didn't even realise it was Micah that was causing damage to their home. What kind of average cost are they looking at for a home that's now affected by mica for repairs, for rebuilding? Well, on average, it is estimated it will cost the state €150,000 per home affected. But the total figure, as I say, is looking around the the 1.5 billion euro mark at the moment. But Minister O'Brien and even the Taoiseach, uh, Michal Martin, uh, have already said that it could well be much more. But it all depends on how many more homes are affected. And we're seeing, you know, I'm seeing just just as a reporter, seeing uh, new examples of affected homes almost every week. So these homeowners now, like what does the future hold for them? They're marching in Dublin they're calling for, you know, 100 percent on their redress scheme. Do you see it happening for them, Rodney? Well, they're in the sort of limbo at the moment because they're waiting uh, and they're they're waiting to see what the government decides to do. And whatever is decided at these groups uh, of which uh, the the housing minister uh, is chairing, uh, it, it is a decision that has to be taken by the government as a whole. So Minister O'Brien and others could well come up with a, a wonderful idea uh, in order to solve all of this. But in the, the only way that, that idea will get over the line uh, is if it has uh, approval by, by everybody within government. So they're waiting for that. That's ongoing uh, at the moment. Uh, the families tell me and the residents tell me that they aren't going to be quiet. They're not going to sit back and do nothing in the interim. Uh, in fact, there are a number of protests and demonstrations planned throughout this month because they are very keen to ramp up their message 
to the government. And I suppose what's worth uh, reminding listeners is that it's not just private homes that are affected. You know, I've been to Donegal and I've, I've, I've visited properties, lots of public buildings, in fact, that are showing visible evidence of significant damage similar to that caused by MICA. And that includes a school, a hospital, a council office, and a public library. And it's only when you're there and you can see the damage and you touch a building and and it crumbles in your hand. It's an incredible sight. Uh, But this is a much, much bigger issue, I think, that a lot of people believe. Um, And it's only when you're there that you can really uh, appreciate just how serious it is. Uh, So, it's, it's very much ongoing uh, and the families tell me that they are determined to get 100% redress. And Donna Price herself had some strong words um, on it, Rodney. We'll hear from her here once again now. And this will be flattened anytime soon then? Tomorrow it's going to be all down, I think, yeah. This was my, my bedroom, the front of the house here. And when you were in that bedroom, uh, Donna, looking out through the window, what, what could you see from here? Because we're in a pretty scenic part of Donegal, aren't we? Yeah, we could just straight over see straight over to Milgilligan Point. And then in the far distance, you could see Port Stewart and Coleraine. So it's a lovely part of the area, I have to say. Yeah, yeah it is. It's, it's, I love it here, and I'm just devastated that this happened. The government isn't really helping much with this at the minute. Like, we're just... <clears throat> the 90-10 scheme isn't... It's really a 60-40 scheme, if even that. We're going to have to pump a lot of money in towards us if they don't give us do this 100% redress. Joining me now is Anne Owens, who helped set up the MICA Action Group in Donegal and who has also been left devastated by defective MICA blocks in her home. Anne, when you first noticed cracks beginning to appear on your walls, what was your own reaction and what was the reaction from the professionals? So basically, my reaction was muted simply because I did not understand. I just didn't understand. And initially, when the cracks came, I immediately got my builder out to have a look. And um, he said, the first thing that he said was, this was over 10 years ago, he said, do you know, he says, I think this is caused by plaster cracking. And he said, it may very well have been that we actually plastered your house when there was some frost and that can affect the, the plaster. So that was absolutely fine. Sure. I did not know any different. And he took down the plaster from half the wall where there was the worst of the cracking and replaced it. And that was absolutely fine for a couple of years when the cracks started to reappear. And then I started to get a little bit more nervous. And um, I can honestly say that my builder had really did not know. He really had no knowledge of what was going on. So the second time when the cracks appeared, my builder came out again and um, he came in his van and he took the key out of his van and he used it to, he, he sort of tore it along the side of my wall and the, my, the, the block in the wall started to um, disintegrate using the key of his van. And I could see that he was absolutely nonplussed. So um, he, 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 he rang, in my presence, he rang the manufacturer of the defective blocks and uh, he came down, he looked at my house, he shook his head 
And he basically said, you know, I, I don't know what, what's going on here. At this stage, I had never heard of mica. I'd never heard of deleterious materials. I'd never heard of mica. Vaguely heard of pyrite. Never heard of pyrite, marcasite, phyllite, or any of these deleterious materials, which are now turning up on our blocks. I mean, uh, Denise, if I bought a packet of Denny rashers tomorrow, um, I could, I could, if I wished, I could actually trace the actual animal that it came from. In addition, the person who who reared that animal, and that's very important when you're talking about food. But it's even more important when you're talking about who provided the blocks, the blocks which hold your home in place, your sanctuary, you know, the place you feel safe. Um, you know, and this makes me very emotional. But there is no traceability system for blocks in this country. So, I mean, if there's bad blocks in my house and my builder says, says to me, I, I can't remember. I don't know where I got your blocks. I don't know where I sourced them. I could have sourced them from multiple builders. Then, um, you know, I, I can never find out where my defective materials were built. So we have the traceability system in common parlance. It's known as farm to fork, but with in the construction industry. So no traceability for blocks. Just one of the many, many things that's so very, very wrong in the construction industry. And what's it like living in your home and watching it crumble around you? How does it affect your everyday life? Well, I mean, practically it doesn't affect your everyday life that much. But on a mental and emotional capacity, it has been absolutely devastating, devastating and has affected my mental health um, because I, I've now been treated for anxiety. And um, basically everyone I've talked to who lives in a defective house, I, you know, I can almost say that the majority of them has had their mental health impacted. And the fact that now we are looking for our houses to be repaired, their regulation, they have not adhered to regulations within Ireland or within the EU, and that they they still think it's okay to be obstructive. So you feel to be, to not, you know, I don't like to say it, but you feel really fecked over. And that's the only way. It's frustrating. Um it's upsetting and it, and it and affects your mental health. Like from a financial point of view, have have you had to pump much of your own money into the house at this stage, Anne? Yeah, well, four years ago, Denise, I spent £20,000, €20,000 of my, I took this money out of my pension account and I put it into replacing my outside walls and my rising walls. And I this was before the scheme came on board two years ago. And I was so delighted because I am a very independent person. I basically have never looked for anything from anybody. I've worked from I was 15 years of age, never got anything for free, never looked for anything. And um, I was delighted that I could take that 20,000 out and I actually paid for a, a fully registered builder to come to fix my house. I also paid a structural engineer to give me the best advice. And, and that was fine. I was over the moon and I was actually starting to heal. 
Um, and about six weeks ago, I, I noticed the walls in my kitchen. I noticed the paint starting because it's sort of a vinyl paint that you put in a kitchen. And I could see the paint was starting to kind of tear almost like paper. And I got up on the chair and I had a good look. And underneath each of these tears in the paint, I can see that the walls are starting to disintegrate. Um, they're starting to crack. So, I mean, I can only assume because I can't make any other assumption that my, now my internal walls are starting to degrade and that was absolutely a horrific discovery for me I, I mean I nearly went down under it and when it comes to the redress scheme what do you know about it so far and what are you hoping for well, what I'm hoping for and what the the whole campaign is looking for is that the government do the right thing and they uh, repair or ideally don't repair, actually um, knock every house to the ground and replace it. I mean, there is um, there is some evidence um, that it may not be possible to remediate a Mika house and that concerns me. It concerns me particularly that that is, that is my experience, that I have repaired and remediated a Mika home um, as per, you know, the guidelines that would have been given to me had the Mika scheme been in place. So I re- replaced all the outside walls and all the rising walls in my home and still uh, my, out, my inside walls are starting now to disintegrate or very early stages. I mean, crack at the stage. That concerns me. And it concerns me that the regulations and the protocol is called the IS465, that maybe engineers don't always get it right. So there's there's five options in the IS465 protocol. One is demolition and four is four different remediation options, all of which include the retention of existing walls. And I would ask, you know, in 20 years time, those existing walls, which contain free mica of anything up to 30 percent, you know, how are they going to stand the test of time? And finally, Anne, if you were to think five years into the future now, what are your hopes and dreams and where do you hope to see yourself then? Well, I, for the group, I never talk about myself. I always talk about the group and what I want and what we will have to get. We will have to get every home that has been affected by Mika and Donegal, Pyrite in Mayo. And remember, Denise, there are four more counties have asked to join the scheme. We don't have two counties anymore. We have six counties. And as a result of oversight, lack of regulation, bad practice, just call it out. As a result of all those things, um, we need to have our homes fixed, whatever it costs. The fact of the matter is the government have really messed up. They know that they are fully, fully culpable. So we are asking them, do the right thing by your people, fix or uh, build new houses for these people who you have wronged. 
You just heard from Anne Owens from the MICA Action Group. Also in this week's podcast featured homeowner Donna Price and the Sunday Independent's Rodney Edwards. I'm Denise Callanan and you've been listening to In Focus, the current affairs podcast from independent.ie. Produced with sound design by Gordon Hayden. You can subscribe to In Focus wherever you get your podcasts.